Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Hey guys, and (coughs) wow. Hey guys, and happy Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to the Bible Explained podcast episode of John chapter 15. We are in a new chapter of John. I am actually kind of interested in today's topic because it's something that when I heard these verses before, I didn't realize that Jesus was on his way to the cross when he said them. Like, I kind of didn't realize that he was about to be betrayed. This was the night of Passover and he was speaking to his disciples when he said that he was the vine and we are the branches. I kind of always thought that this was uh, one of the parables that Jesus gave like well before his death, but that's actually not the case. So let's go ahead and read John chapter 15 verses one through seven today. Grab your cup of coffee. Let's go ahead and uh, read this together. I am the true vine and my father is the farmer. Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already pruned clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. As the branch can't bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you, unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who remains in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If a man doesn't remain in me, he is thrown out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you will ask whatever you desire, and it will be done for you. I could probably talk about this portion for hours, honestly. So I'm going to go ahead and just start. I am the true vine, and my father is the farmer. So it's interesting that Jesus says he is the true vine, because Israel this time period was putting their trust in Abraham. That's what they believed would save them if they were Abraham's children. They didn't actually think they needed salvation at all. But John the Baptist actually had changed that idea a little bit before Jesus came to earth because John the Baptist was saying, repent of your sins and be baptized. And John was also saying, like, your heritage is never going to save you. It can't save you. So Jesus says he is the true vine. Instead of Israel and the Jews putting their trust in Abraham or being Abraham's children, Jesus is saying he is the true vine and my father is the farmer. Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. So that word uh, takes away or those words takes away could actually mean lifts up. I learned I was reading actually the Enduring Word commentary before beginning today's episode because I had a lot of questions actually about um, this portion. But what could really be translated here as takes away could be lifted up, which makes a lot of sense. I I live in like wine country <laughs> where I'm at, um, which is great. It's really cool to like live in the middle of like vineyards in September. You can just smell the grapes like when you pass a, a vineyard near me. It's so beautiful. I love the vineyards around here. And I actually learned something really interesting recently, totally unrelated to today's topic, but I learned that vineyards 
in my state of Ohio don't have to pay taxes <laughs> or property taxes. And I, I learned that recently. I'm like, hmm, might be kind of cool for me to have a vineyard in my yard so that maybe I don't have to pay taxes, <laughs> property taxes. Yeah, I can't do that, though. That seems like a lot of work. But anyway, back to the story. But anyway, Jesus says that the father will lift up the branches. He'll take them away. And so the branches that kind of like hang down won't produce as much fruit or won't produce any fruit. And so the farmers will actually lift those branches up so that they can be exposed to more sun. So I I found that really interesting. And then that way, those branches might begin producing fruit. So yeah, the, the branches that don't produce fruit aren't necessarily cut off in this circumstance. But then Jesus goes on to say, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. It's really interesting because today, today is actually May 3rd. I was reading Proverbs chapter 3, and I saw something really interesting in Proverbs chapter 3. Let me get to it real quick. It says in verses 11 and 12, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. So yeah, God does punish us, even us Christians. He does correct us. He does rebuke us, which means basically to to correct, to punish. And he does this so that we can bear even more fruit. Because when we have like junk in our lives, it holds us back. It holds us back from producing more fruit when we have like arrogance or some sort of like sin, maybe it's a sexual sin, maybe it's a habitual sin, or perhaps we're angry all the time. When we have this this junk in our lives, these sins that hold us back, God is going to punish us. He's going to rebuke us because God's punishment helps us produce fruit. God helps us get rid of all that junk in our lives. And so Proverbs says, don't Try to stop God when he disciplines us. Don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. So a father who loves his kid, like delights in his kid, and I'm sure you fathers and mothers listening into this, probably discipline your kids, hopefully, because you want them to grow up to be good adults. You delight in them. And you delight in them so much that you choose to punish them so that they don't grow up to be people that other people dislike, right? So that they they grow up in the correct and proper way. And it's the same thing with the Father. Here's what Jesus says. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So pruning isn't super fun. <laughs> It's almost like stripping away of the garbage. Like in my garden, I have to prune. I guess it's pruning. I don't know what it is. I get rid of all the crap in my garden. You know, I like remove all the bad leaves and I I cut things like on my tomato bushes. I'll cut the branches that aren't producing anything. I, I learned actually last year that you should cut the bottommost branches, all of them, even if they're healthy, on your tomato plants because it can cause like rot. So I learned that last year. So yeah, I take care of my tomato plants by pruning them, by chopping stuff off. (laughs) 
And God does the same thing to us. He helps us remove those terrible sins in our lives that hold us back from producing fruit. And in the end, when we allow that punishment, that discipline from God, it makes us stronger individuals. And I know this because I've gone through multiple disciplines from God, I think, in my lifetime. My biggest one, of course, was in 2019. But honestly, I can feel myself going through another one right now. I I do think that God is pruning me currently. I don't know what he has in store for my life, but there's definitely been some like things that God has been doing for me recently that uh, I think is him in a way disciplining me. And that's not a bad thing, even though I was fighting against it, honestly, (laughs) for a long time. Okay, verse three. You are already pruned clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So Jesus is now speaking to his disciples. He says, you've been made clean because of all the words that I am teaching to you because they're all from the Father. Now, this doesn't mean that the disciples were pruned clean for the rest of their lives. They're human and they they struggle with the sin nature, same as everybody else. They were going to have all sorts of junk come back into their lives that God needs to prune all over again. But Jesus says, as for now, because of the words which Jesus has spoken, the disciples are pruned clean. So it's almost like they have a fresh slate moving forward. Remain in me and I in you. As the branch can't bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. So, We can't do anything. We cannot produce any fruit at all unless we remain in Jesus. And you might be like, well, what's the point of producing fruit? Like, why is that so good? Because producing fruit, that's like the purpose of the branch. You know, people are always like, I feel so purposeless in my life. Well, have you considered what kind of fruit you're bearing recently? Because the purpose of the branches is to produce fruit. If they're not producing fruit, what's the, what's the point of them? Eventually, they don't have a point. They don't have a purpose. And that's kind of what Jesus is going to talk about next. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If a man doesn't remain in me, he is thrown out as a branch and is withered. So yeah, if that branch is not fulfilling its purpose, and don't forget there's a million different kinds of fruit you could possibly bear. It does not have to look like somebody else's fruit. You could have totally different fruit. But regardless, you have to be producing fruit because that is your purpose. That is your design. And if you're not doing that, you don't have much of a life. You're going to feel purposelessness. And Jesus says, as this continues, eventually this branch is going to be thrown out. He is thrown out, withered, and thrown into the fire. So notice that it's not the branches that don't produce fruit, per se. It's the branches that don't remain in Jesus. If a man doesn't remain in me, he is thrown out as a branch and is withered. You have to remain in Jesus. Even if you're not feeling like you're producing a lot of fruit right now, You still have to remain in Jesus because Jesus is going to help you produce fruit. He's going to help you fulfill your purpose, whatever that might look like. You have to remain in Jesus. And how do you remain in Jesus? What does it say here? By 
following what he says. That's what he says to his disciples. If you love me, obey my commandments. That is how you remain in Jesus. But as for the man that doesn't remain in Jesus, he is thrown out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them, throw them in the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it will be done for you. So a lot of people actually wonder if this is talking about losing your salvation. You know, a person who was initially remaining in Jesus no longer is. And so that means he is like cut off and burned, you know, thrown into the fire, basically. Personally, I think that if you are a Christian, in other words, if you are a true believer of Christ, you cannot lose your salvation because there are plenty of other verses in scripture that say that nothing can pluck you out of my hand. In other words, nothing can take you away from my grace if you are a Christian. So that's why I believe personally that people cannot lose their salvation. And you might be like, well, how do you explain this, Jen? Well, there's other verses about kind of this exact concept where Paul is talking about the Jewish people and also the Gentile people, where it says that the Jewish people are part of, in a sense, the vine. But the Jewish people who refuse to believe in Jesus are cut off and instead the Gentiles are actually placed on the vine. And it's actually Romans 11 verses 17 through 21 where Paul is talking about this. It says, but some of these branches from Abraham's tree, some of the people of Israel have been broken off. And you Gentiles who are branches from a wild olive tree have been grafted in. So now you also receive the blessing God has promised Abraham and his children, sharing in the rich nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. But you must not brag about being grafted in to replace the branches that were broken off. You are just a branch, not the root. Well, you may say, those branches were broken off to make room for me. Yes, but remember, those branches were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ. And you are there because you do believe. So don't think highly of yourself, but fear what could happen. For if God did not spare the original branches, he won't spare you either. You know, God revealed himself initially to the Jewish people. Way back in the Old Testament, they were his children, but they refused. They refused to remain in that. All they wanted was like their old traditions. They didn't want Jesus. They didn't want the message of Jesus, even though Jesus came to the Jews first. If you'll notice, almost all of Jesus's ministry was to the Jews. He very rarely went to Gentile regions. Almost everything Jesus did was for the Jews, and they refused to believe in him. Paul mentions how the Jewish people are going to be cut off and thrown into the fire. And instead, the Gentiles are going to replace those branches if they love God. So this portion from John 15 could be explained that way, not necessarily losing salvation, but Gentiles being grafted in. Or this could also just be talking about a purposeless life, a life that is just miserable and withered and terrible because somebody does not choose to remain in Jesus. They lose their first love. That's what uh, John says in Revelation when he's talking to one of the churches. He says, you abandoned Jesus. You abandoned your first love. So come back to Jesus. And that church was going down the wrong path because they abandoned Jesus. 
So it could be talking about that as well. Regardless, you have to remain in Jesus if you want a purpose-filled life. There is nothing else that can give you the amount of purpose that God gives you. And I'm sure some of you have recognized that. I'm sure some of you try to fill that like purposeless void with friendships or parties or social media, careers, addictions like uh, drugs or sex or something like that. You're trying to fill this like purposeless void you feel with all these things that just cannot fill it. So how do you have a purpose filled life by remaining in Jesus? Even if right now you don't feel like you're producing much fruit, you feel like you're not really having a purpose currently, just remain in Jesus and let him do the process of pruning you. Let him do the process of lifting you up so you get more sun, (laughs) sun, (laughs) S-O-N. Just let Jesus do the work in you and don't fight him when he is disciplining you. Don't fight his process, because whatever it is, it's going to eventually allow you to start producing that fruit and giving you that purpose that you're just craving so, so much. All right, guys, so on Tuesday, we're going to talk more about this idea of producing fruit and what that might look like, because Jesus goes into a lot more of this topic in verses eight through 16. So I want to talk about all that on Tuesday as to what like producing fruit really looks like and what that might be. Now, once again, it's going to look different for every single person, but that's what I'm going to talk about on Tuesday. So if you're interested in hearing more about this topic of producing fruit and purpose, then please consider tuning in on Tuesday and also consider liking and sharing and rating and reviewing the podcast because It's a weird way to evangelize. It helps the podcast get spread to more and more people, especially if you think somebody could use today's like passage of scripture and uh, you know somebody who just feels so purposeless, then share this episode with them and tell them that the Bible Explained podcast exists. Faithful listeners, I'll see you all on Tuesday, but hopefully I'll also see you tomorrow for an episode out of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is actually coming to a close very quickly here. So tune in for the last few episodes of Deuteronomy. Friends and faithful listeners, I'll see y'all tomorrow morning. Happy listening and God bless.